For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We are here in D.C. Live, and we have people from all over the United States on this call, and even outside the United States, and you'll get that surprise. Uh, we'll introduce our guests from New Zealand. So what a week. We had. Uh, we have coming up City Gala, and we're going to be talking to Olivia pretty soon about that event, and that's a, a Grammy party. And then we just came off of a beautiful event, NASA, with uh, U-Critical, uh, Mission Critical, with Tracy Haynes. And we had an amazing uh, show last week that Andrea was kind enough to cover for and introduce um, the Voice America folks. And Jeff Spinard is going to be working with us this weekend, as well as uh, publishing his second book, Following Your Frequency. So why don't we give an introduction, Andrea, to lovely Livia. Well, Olivia is not only a gorgeous, beautiful, and smart, she is a um, in charge of Conscious Wealth Builders, and she is uh, just am- amazingly awesome. So she's an entrepreneur, she's a visionary leader, international speaker, a talk show host, transformational coach, and she's really on a mission to inspire conscious business and living throughout the world by empowering people to create businesses that are like a force for good, and she wants to focus on people and the planet and prosperity. She has a really diverse background in many businesses and modalities ranging from real estate investing, internet marketing, sales, all the way to certifications in yoga, nutrition, stress management, EFT, tapping, Reiki, and many things more, uh, over 10 years in personal development training, leadership, team building, management, etc. And she has combined her passion for entrepreneurship and her continuous study of developing herself to the highest potential to create this company called Conscience Wealth Builders. And within that, she's training and developing um, information and coaching for people who are who now presently or desire to become a conscious entrepreneur, and they're committed to developing themselves as conscious leaders and making a lasting difference in the world. So I am so excited that we have Olivia here. She's absolutely a doll. Well, I was a little concerned because I thought that intro was going to go 11 minutes and we wouldn't have any time to talk to Olivia. So that's awesome that you finished. Just you know, time for us to ask a couple questions. <laughs> Wow, thank you for that amazing introduction. I just want to put it in my pocket. Well, well Olivia, I too awesome to not to say it all. I want to acknowledge you, Olivia, just, uh, just to thank you because I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for you bringing us into the Winter Circle Mastermind Cruise, and that was one of the best events to attend. And the quality of people and relationships that have come out of that event are spectacular. And sometimes people put the, the price uh, ahead of value and they might think, gosh, I don't know if I could, should go to a winter circle or to a mastermind because it's so expensive. But 
when you actually attend it and you get all that value out of it, it, it puts everything in proportion. So thank you very much for making those connections happen and making the event possible for us to be a part of it. Oh my gosh, so received and it's such an honor. You guys are an incredible team and you know, I just love who you guys are being in the world. It's amazing. And uh, you, you just aren't, you know, a team that comes and takes photos. I mean, you truly do create a whole space of, of, of love and fun, and you just, you guys rock. You just bring so much energy to what you do. So thank you. Well, we kind of landmark it. I mean, we come in there and we create possibility. I love it. So how long have you uh, known Ryan Long? How did you meet him? Yeah, so um, I was actually introduced to him by a fellow speaker friend of mine, Allison Larson. She's an amazing woman. She uh, is the creator of uh, Soul Intuition. That's her book, and that's her website. Um, highly recommend her. She's just she's a powerhouse. And so she um, she thought of me. She called me up and said, "Hey, Liv, I know you're you know up to big things in the world, transforming the planet, global consciousness, and I, I have to introduce you to this guy, Ryan Long." And so we got on a call, you know, and spoke for just 30 minutes. And, you know, I just shared with them, you know, some of my, my, my challenges in life, the things that I've endured, you know, as a young entrepreneur and that we all face, you know, in life, you know, being leaders, if you're up to something big, I mean, my gosh, you know, the, the things you got to go through, right? It's like, it's so easy to just want to give up. And, and that my parents both told me at a very young age, you know, and I'll just never forget it. And it's just instilled in me. They said, never, ever, ever, ever give up on your dreams. And so that's just the way that I wake up in the morning. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's a new day. I'm not going to give up. And so inside of that and just seeing what's really missing in the world is love inside of the business particularly. Uh, me being someone who loves to create money and loves to, you know, create businesses and, and you know, do business masterminds. I love, I love everything about entrepreneurship. I remember being a little girl selling my toys in a red wagon door to door and it was just so much fun. So I'm sharing this with Ryan over the phone, and he's like, Lydia, you're so inspiring. I want you to be a part of this event. And, and then that's really it. And, you know, I do love to connect people. I mean, that's one of my greatest uh, gifts and contributions to other fellow entrepreneurs is to be able to connect them, to give them the resources that they need to be successful. And um, as a result of that, I turned Ryan on to a lot of big players, a lot of people in my inner circle to come and participate at this event because it really is about global consciousness and raising awareness around how we can make a difference and, you know, advance communities through humanitarian efforts. And so as a result of just my diehard commitment to that and just being totally enthusiastic about Ryan's event, you know, he was like, Lydia, I want you to be on the host committee. I want you to be a speaker at this event. And it's just been, I mean, he's just an awesome guy to work with. And, you know, and so over the course of the last, you know, couple couple few weeks here we have just had some really heart-to-heart conversations and you know it's it's like minds like minds can create amazing things together and you're speaking this saturday is that correct yeah i'm going to be on the leadership panel uh with some other really amazing people um greg i believe jacobson is that uh, greg jacobson is uh on that leadership panel with a few other people as well yeah yeah, uh, the, it's starting to become a um, six degrees of separation turning into like one degree of separation. It's it's amazing how many people are going to be at this event that we all know, and we're and we're creating the event together. Uh, can, yeah. How can people still get tickets? Can they still purchase tickets? 
Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I'm one of the host committee members. So if anyone wants to call me directly, um, I'm here in L.A. specifically just to be of service this week before preparing for the event. So anyone can reach out to me personally. Um, of course, you can go to citygala.org. Um, so that's C-I-T-Y-G-A-L-A.org. And someone can just shoot me a text or call me, 786 318 8814, and I'll be happy to, you know, connect you with the right person to take, you know, payment over the phone. It's definitely an event you do not want to miss. Can you name any of the people that are going to be at the event uh, that are oh my like gosh. celebrities? Yeah, I mean, for well, Riley, John Travolta, and, we just, I saw that announcement just come through a day, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah John, yeah, John Travolta, you know, keynote speaker, he's at the gala. Uh, Quincy Jones, right? He's like the godfather of the music industry. The guy is just an amazing humanitarian that loves to give back. Uh, it's actually one of Ryan's um, idols. It's like he's so honored to have him there, so that's a big deal for him. Um, you know, uh, Paul, uh, how do you say his last name? I always get this wrong. The guy from Paul Mitchell, he's going to be there honoring Quincy Jones. And, I mean, the list continues on and on. I mean, there's so many people that are showing up, big names at the Business Summit on Saturday, um, all the way from the, the CEO from Monster to the Vice President of, you know, Galactic, Virgin Galactic, Google, NASA. I mean, some of the best pioneers in the world are coming to this event, and it's completely out of generosity and making a difference. Yes, the City Gallup picks a, a philanthropy or nonprofit each year that they're going to support and bring awareness to so that they can make a difference with their mission. Um, this year's philanthropy group is? Yeah, the you know? philanthropy group is Breathe Life. Right. That's, uh, so basically, yeah, and a little background on that um, <clears throat> is uh, one of um, Ryan's friends basically um, was about to die and needed a kidney replacement. So the whole organization is about being able to, you know, sponsor people to get a kidney <laughs> so they don't, die, which is remarkable when you kind of think about it. Um, so, yeah, and he has a huge passion to support nonprofits, and that's the one he chose for this year. Well, Olivia, you're remarkable, and I know you have a very busy schedule because you are supporting the event. You're making yourself available. If anyone does need to reach out to you and they don't know how to, they can message us on Amplified Radio, and we'll forward the message to you so you can talk to them. Uh, we're, yeah, awesome. we're at like 9 minutes and 46 seconds, and I want to leave a minute to ask you um, about the number two adventure, number one adventure you can do in a lifetime, I think, is go to space. And second adventure is to go to Landmark Education. Yes. When did you do that? When was the first time you uh, checked out Landmark? Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me share that. That's awesome. I did the forum in 2011, and um, and really I've been involved in the work since then. Um, I actually reviewed the forum about a couple weeks ago, and... Wow. I mean, what opens up is just just so much, just so much access to freedom and fulfillment and joy on a whole nother level. And you get to disappear things. And you really get like, wow, I'm a powerful person and I can create anything for my life. And I use the tools day in and day out. And, you know, it's, and that's where I, that's what I use these tools to get to where I am today. And I'm just, yeah, and and they really are tools. Uh, They're, they're like a technology and they're referred to as technologies because it's not necessarily um, something that's available to you unless you actually go through the work and learn 
how to manage life, how to create life, how to create possibilities, and how to create relationships that are powerful and that you want to you want to be in. So, I wanted to Absolutely. I wanted to bring that up because you are someone that is a, a great example. But anyone that goes to Landmark Forum really has their life that they want that they can design and they can create, and it's, it is very powerful and, and liberating when you realize that you are the person that puts you where you are now and where you can put yourself if you want to let yourself go and just be everything. Yeah. No, that's so awesome. And you know what I love about what you're saying, too? And over the last few months, just sharing it with some powerful leaders. I mean, people that are very, very successful, they're doing big things in the world. You know, they're, <clears throat> they're still participating and going to Landmark to do it because, you know, because they, they, they want the most extraordinary life. And so it's not for people right. who have, pro- you know, it's not for people who have problems or at, or at rock bottom. I mean, this is for people who are up to big things in life, you know. So if you're up to something big in life, and you want to have an extraordinary life and just have breakthrough after breakthrough and keep creating more awesomeness that you don't even know is available to you right now, Landmark is where to go. For me, personally, that's where I go. Well, we exceeded the 11 minutes by just a couple seconds, so I want to invite you to talk to John and Quincy um, about being on the show next week so we can talk about City Gala and what they got out of attending the event. Or we can pick some other celebrities from the event, but I want to discuss, you know, how City Gala actually created an event that will change people's lives. Awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> you have a great night, and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of days. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for uh, you, Olivia. having me here. It really is an honor. Thank you so much. Awesome. Bye. So, Andrea, you're a genius for putting together the two guests we had today because we're, we're talking about stress. We're talking about creating a life we love, and we're about to hear from our next guest, and she got to hear a little bit about what Olivia was saying, so I'm, I'm excited to hear where the conversation takes us. So if you please introduce Kim. Well, yeah, and it's pretty exciting because in talking with Ken, Kim, we were talking about how, you know, people like, you know, Quincy Jones and John Travolta, you know, even they in their lives, and they've had such amazing opportunities, have gone through stress because of, you know, the kind of crazy schedules that they keep because they're, you know, amazing people. So, you know, Kim, she's an award-winning health and empowerment coach, and she really specializes in that whole stress eradication, and she talks about emotional intelligence, self-care, anti-bullying, and medication-free solutions for hard-to-treat health conditions. And so it's really awesome because, she, because she's from New Zealand, Auckland, New Zealand. They call her the Kiwi Health Detective because she solves health mysteries, which leave a lot of doctors, you know, like scratching their heads, figuring out, like, what the heck happened here when she has this amazing ability to isolate the root cause of illness in, you know, 90 minutes or so. So she's really considered the go-to woman for any kind of health issue uh, related to fatigue or um, burnout or fibromyalgia or anxiety, anything like that. And she's worked all over the world um, with people in Europe, America, Asia, the Middle East, and um, Australia, and so forth. I mean, she's just amazing. So she's really a pioneer and a trend center, and she really talks about dis-ease instead of, you know, calling it disease and how to, um, you can self-heal your body to reverse up to 80% of symptoms. And so she really has taught people how to become the master of their own health and well-being. So I am really pleased to have her on. I've um, known her for years. Um, we, I've been on teleseminars and webinars with her and she with me. And we actually almost met once. We were She was in L.A. and I was in L.A. at the airport and she was at the top of the steps and they wouldn't let her down to greet me or me to go up. So we were yelling. <laughs> 
and that's the only time that we've met almost in person from 50 feet apart. <laughs> so please uh, welcome uh, who was nominated once as one of uh, women, uh, New Zealand's Women of the Year as a finalist for that, uh, Kim Knight, so our Kiwi detective. Hello. Lovely to speak with you, Andrea and Ken. Well, Kim, we're, we're, we're bloody connected on Facebook now. I know, we are. Seven degrees of separation. Little, <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're kind of hearing a little bit of feedback on you there, um, Kim, I just wanted to acknowledge that you are absolutely fine and we can hear you just fine. Um, you just have a little bit of a repeat behind you, which is awesome because what you have to say is so important, we should hear it twice anyways. <laughs> I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, I don't think it was you, so it's perfectly fine. And um, uh, so when we were talking about all that with stress, I wanted, um, you know, because uh, we were sharing about, you know, how these high-end professionals and all these amazing people go through so much stress. And so, um, you know, maybe you could start off with talking about, you know, why that is a misnomer that, you know, that some of the best executives and CEOs in the world, you know, go through some different stress. And I wondered if you'd address that for us. Okay, so I've been through a very long journey of what I would call de-stressing myself and de-addicting myself to stress. And I discovered that actually stress is a habit, and we could even call it an addiction, but a very unconscious one. And the truth about stress is that it's an inside job. Usually what we're doing is we're blaming it on, okay, I've got a busy life, my, my, my work schedule is too busy, etc 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 and there's no doubt that that puts the body into stress but the key is learning how to manage ourselves and manage both our outer circumstances and our inner mind and when we learn how to do that we can bring our body out of stress but we have to first of all become aware that we're stressed and then we have to decide that we want to change it because only we can decide that and then once we've decided that we want to change it, we have to get really practical, effective strategies to do that, which is what I've now created, uh, like a really practical, complete, comprehensive way to attack stress from every angle. And once we implement those strategies, uh, they will work. But what I discovered for myself was it doesn't happen overnight. Um, we used to have a shampoo advert over here in uh, New Zealand where where, you know, the, um, what's her name? Oh, I can't, oh, her name will come to me, very famous actress who actually lives in Hollywood now. Um, and oh, Rachel, I can't remember her last name. But anyway, she used to say, you know, if you use this shampoo, uh, it'll change your hair, but it won't happen overnight. So we have to step by step, day by day, make the changes that we need to make to reduce stress. Well, that makes okay. sense. Uh, so how much stress is considered healthy? Well, that's a really good question because a lot of people think that stress is healthy and actually it's not so healthy because what is actually happening physiologically <clears throat> in the body when we go into stress, into the stress response, is our body physiologically and even psychologically thinks we're in a life-threatening danger. It feels that our life is under threat, and that is why the body goes into the stress response, which is either fight or flight or freeze. Now, when our body goes into that state, <clears throat> it, it changes every physiological function in the body. 
it, for example, digestion slows down or stops, which means our body can't digest our food properly. Uh, our nervous system ramps up because it's looking for danger. Our blood is, is rooted in a different way to the limbs because the body thinks maybe it has to run away from a tiger or a lion or, or a bus that's about to run us over. So every physiological function and system in the body switches into the stress response, which is a normal response to go into in order to deal with a danger. But the interesting thing is, in our modern life today, they're actually not real dangers, they're more perceived dangers to the mind as a result of us doing too much and pushing ourselves too hard and expecting too much of ourselves, and overachieving and not having enough rest and all these things which, according to the body, is putting us into, a, a, into danger. So when we live in this perpetual state of stress response as opposed to what we call the relaxation response, and medically the stress response is more the sympathetic nervous system response, and the relaxation response is more the parasympathetic response, when we're living mostly in the stress response, which I call the SNS or SOS, sympathetic nervous system, SNS, or I call it SOS, then our body is really under strain. And the way I like to liken it is that if you're driving your car uh, at 100 Ks, or you do miles in America, 100 miles an hour up the freeway in second gear, that puts a huge strain on the car and eventually it will, it will break, it will break down. And this is what happens to people's bodies. And I know this because the people that I work with, they have done this to such an extreme that they have literally made themselves sick. And that is why Harvard says that all disease, or at least 80%, at least 80% of disease is uh, attributed to stress. And so I'm looking at the people who, who get to an extreme of driving themselves sort of literally in half into the ground. So really the way that we're living our current life in our current Western society is not healthy and we have to learn how to de-stress. Okay, fair enough. So I know we talked uh, yesterday about the Super Bowl and that you weren't necessarily um, interested in watching the American football Super Bowl game. But in that particular game, obviously, both teams are under a lot of stress physically and mentally and possibly psychologically, every, every kind of way. So a team that is used to stress, do they perform better in a competitive experience? That's a really difficult question to ask with a, a yes or a no answer. Well, let me, um, let me make a part B to it. One second, Kim. Let me make a part B to it. In the military, when you are training people to fight and to defend your country, whether it's America or another country, you're training them to be able to handle all kinds of stress because their life depends on it. And the reason I'm asking these questions is because it also leads to a, uh, a person who is an entrepreneur who's a high-performance, perhaps a salesperson or they're competitive. And I'm asking, does competition add stress, and if you put your body or your mind under certain amounts of stress, do you perform better as a competitor? Well, according to research, it's an interesting question because mainly if we're in the stress response, we're more in a beta state in our brain. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when we're, we're thinking and busy and doing and all that sort of thing. 
it's been shown in studies that when athletes are more in the alpha state, which is a more relaxed state, that is actually when they're there at their peak performance and they're in the zone. Right. And the, the problem is that it may well be that people perform well when they're in this stress state. Uh, we're not refuting that, but what I'm saying is it's not healthy. And it's not healthy long term because the concept, you know, we live in a universe of, of, of action uh, and, well, cause and effect and, and causes and consequences. And just, it, it's actually what we're doing is without even knowing it. And it took me, by the way, a long time to really fully understand this. Uh, so I'm not expecting people to immediately go, oh, yeah, I agree with what she's saying. Uh, and one of my favorite phrases is, all truth passes through three stages. Firstly, it is ridiculed. Secondly, it is violently opposed. And thirdly, it is accepted as self-evident. So what happens is people are unknowingly breaking what we call the laws of health. And just like we have laws in society that if we break them, there are consequences. There are consequences for breaking the laws of health, but most people don't even realize what those laws are. And I was unable to work for 10 years as a result of breaking those laws. And so I've had to learn the long, hard way how to come back to health and how to take care of myself. And now I really, really understand that what most people think is natural has become unnatural and what is unnatural has become natural. And that is a big problem in our busy Western society. Well, we want to go into that story, but before we do, I want to agree that you, you did give me what I was looking for, which is the zone. And when Brady was playing, the first, when Tom Brady was playing three quarters, it looked like he could not get in the zone. He was not in the groove. And he was certainly stressed. His face looked like it, and they were making mistake after mistake. And they did the unfathomable, uh, some would consider it the impossible. Uh, the stats were that 90, uh, when it was 28 to 3 in the fourth quarter, that there was a 99.7% chance that they were going to lose the game. And yet he got in his zone, and you would think that they had just started the game and that they were fresh and the other team was spent and stressed and they couldn't react, they couldn't play correctly. And next thing you know, it's a tie game, and they continued that momentum in the zone. So I totally uh, see your point, and I agree with it. And that, that was beautifully uh, shared. I think we're going to be going to a break uh, in, a, in a couple minutes. So, Andrea, if you would ask a question, and we could just confine it to maybe a short question, short answer, and then we're going to go to break. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> so, Kim, uh, well, like when you're working with clients, you know, you're talking about the, I've heard you talk about the different modalities that you use. So just in a, you know, in a short answer, uh, will you talk about how you decide what kind of uh, modality to use with people? Well, I don't actually really classify myself through modalities anymore because if you imagine that there are 20 different uh, ingredients in a cake or to make a cake and you put them into a bowl and you mix them all up, uh, you know, that that mixture is now what I offer people. So I don't label by any particular modality. I just have my own modality more. Well, awesome. Well, that certainly works like that. So we'll just call you a cake instead of flour and sugar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to go to break, and we'll be back in a couple minutes and look forward to hearing your story of how you came to know all this information and and got your life uh, de-stressed. Be back in a couple minutes. (laughs) 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back, and what an exciting first segment. We are on the phone with Kim Knight, and she has given us all kinds of great information to add wellness and good energy and karma and really a life that we love. It was a great compliment to having Olivia on the line. So you were about to share the, uh, a story. Well, I, I invited you to share the story in the second segment of what happened in your life that caused you to embrace the need to, to learn about stress and how it affects you. And you had mentioned that it took you 10 years to learn all this good information. And we're looking forward to not only hearing the story, but uh, you'd shared that you might be able to do an activity with us. Sure. Well, actually, it's 25 years altogether. But the way to give you a very abbreviated version, when I was in my 20s, I was diagnosed with clinical depression and ended up in hospital for a short while. And that really started me on a journey of introspection to learn, well, what was really causing it because I just didn't want to take medication. It just didn't, it actually made me feel worse. And there was just something inside me saying, you know, there has to be a reason for this. You, you know, you need to find out. And I thought I was making progress. And uh, over the next few years, I then moved from the UK to New Zealand. And a few years later, even though I thought I was pursuing the, the, the career of my dreams, which was working in film production, uh, I became ill with chronic fatigue. And I just walked into work one day. I was, I'd been getting more and more tired over a period of nine months. And I walked in and quit. I just couldn't go on. And little did I know that that was going to be a, another 10-year journey of more or less not being able to work 
and, and find, looking for the answers to why was I tired. And over the next first five years, I tried over 140 different therapies, but nothing was really working. And I was, I was lying in bed one day feeling absolutely exhausted, unable to get out of bed again. I thought to myself, what would I do if I only had six months to live? You know, because I really started to think maybe I wasn't going to get well. I've been unwell every day for five years. And the answer that came into my head was I would, despite the fact that I'm really ill, I will travel around the world and do this dream trip of traveling around the world. And, and actually, a lot of it was once it was across America. And I made the, the decision to do that because I literally thought, well, if I only have six months to live, then I'm not going to wait another minute to do this. I sold my house. I sold my car. Uh, and I set off around the world. But I was still looking for answers. And at the end of that trip, again, I was searching, 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 trying multiple therapies. Nothing was working. I, I found the answer or big, big part of the answer. And it was the connection between stress, emotions and symptoms and how if we don't deal with our emotions and we also don't, don't deal with our stress, eventually the body will start producing symptoms in an attempt to get our attention. So that was a turning point. Because at that point, I knew what I had to start doing and I had to start learning how to identify my feelings and clear emotional energy, which was backlogged in my body from, from, from childhood and my whole life. And so then I spent the next five years doing that, still unable to work, but making slow, steady progress to getting well. And it was after about that five, next five-year period, so we're talking 10 years total by this stage, that I could say I was 95% better from the chronic fatigue and I was starting to work again and then at that point I became aware wow I'm actually really really stressed at a fundamental level deep inside me there's this ongoing stress response which is switched on like a like a switch that just doesn't get switched off and I started to become really aware of how uncomfortable it felt whereas before I just wasn't even aware of it because I'd done so much work on myself and learning about myself, I became aware that actually it didn't feel good and that actually if I was going to continue, I was going to make myself sick again, maybe have a heart attack, who knows. So I made a commitment to myself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to investigate this stress topic and I'm going to find out every little thing that triggers stress. And that was what then led me to, to come to my three-step uh, de-stress formula, which is the three different things that we need to deal with in order to eradicate stress. Well, that's amazing. Can you give us some of the indicators? You mean my three steps? Yes. Yes. So firstly, we have external situations which trigger the stress response. So for example, you could be running late for a meeting and you're on the freeway and the traffic is really bad that will trigger the stress response because we're feeling really frustrated and worried maybe what the other person's going to think. It puts the stress response on. And we have these sort of what I call external stressors happening all the time, and we can't really control them. They just happen. But we can learn how to control how we feel about them. So that's number one, and there are certain ways that we, we can do that. Number two is we have a lot of internal habits which we, they're self-perpetuating. Nobody else is doing them to us, but we're doing them. 
for example, that some of the habits that I used to have, I used to back-to-back all my appointments. So I'd never have, never have time in between appointments. And that put my body into stress because essentially it was saying, you know, I'm not at ease with that. It's putting me into a state of dis-ease, which is the start of disease. And so I'm going to send you a signal with, through stress to say that that doesn't fit with me. It, it doesn't suit me. It's not natural. It's not healthy. But of course, you know, up until I became really aware of this, I was ignoring that or not even aware of it. So we all have these, our own little set of habits of how we do our life, our time management, our work-life balance, uh, and also our thoughts. Our thoughts can create a lot of stress, but we don't, we have something between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. And most people are not aware of what those thoughts are, and they're not aware of how negative they may be. So we have to become very, very self-aware of our habits and how we lead our life and the effects that that is happening on us. So another habit I used to have, for example, was running late for appointments. So if I'm going to be running late for an appointment, that's automatically going to put my body into stress because then it's thinking, well, I can't get there on time. So that's the second thing. The third thing, which is absolutely vital, and all three of these are vital, by the way. No no one of these three sections can be missed. We've got to address all of them. The third section is... um, instigating and including uh, into our life de-stressing techniques and strategies. For example, qigong, meditation, yoga, going for walks, that sort of thing. We must instigate de-stressing activities because we have to actually learn to retrain our body into a state of relaxation and it is a training and a retraining. And as I said before, it doesn't happen overnight, it takes time. And I would say that it took me three years to really de-stress myself from, you know, at a fundamental level, three years of every day really watching and mindfully observing every little action and behavior and thought that I had and becoming very, very aware of whenever my body went into that stress response. This is mind-blowing. I'm so impressed that you were that dedicated. What caused the uh, chronic fatigue initially? Well, chronic fatigue is very interesting, and the turning point that I had was when I was told by a very wise teacher, who became actually one of my first teachers, was that chronic fatigue is not a lack of energy, it's blocked energy, and specifically, it's blocked emotional energy. So, according to quantum physics, and I'm not sure how much you know about quantum physics theory, um, do you know much about quantum physics theory? A bit. Yeah. So my, my sort of layman's explanation of quantum physics is that if you take a cell of a human being and put it under a microscope magnified a million times, it will no longer look like physical matter, it will look like energy and space. So even though we think our physical body is physical matter, fundamentally it's actually energy. Our thoughts are a form of energy and our emotions are a form of energy and our spiritual self, whatever one takes that to be, is also energy. So fundamentally, we're an energy being. Now, according to the laws of physics, whenever energy is generated, it cannot be destroyed. It's just the law of physics. Energy cannot be destroyed, but it can be transformed. It can be transmuted into something else. Now, from the moment we're born, 
if we have emotional energy and mainly primary emo- what we call primary emotions, which are primal emotions, which come in response to our body trying to protect us, such as, for example, feeling afraid or feeling angry, uh, whenever we have a primary emotion generated inside our body, if that energy is not released or dissolved or cleared in a healthy way, it literally just gets stored in the body. It gets stored in the cells. And eventually it builds up, builds up, builds up. And then because we're unconsciously suppressing that energy because we don't want to feel it because of we were taught when we were young somehow that it's not okay to, to feel our emotions or be authentic or speak our truth or whatever, we're then using a lot of extra energy to hold that energy in. And that is what a big part of what creates chronic fatigue. I don't think I want chronic fatigue. <laughs> I wouldn't want to wish chronic fatigue on anybody. But the yeah, good news many, is... There's, this, not, there's not too many uh, good points or benefits about it. Well, the only benefit is that you actually learn a lot about yourself and you learn what you're doing wrong and what you need to do right instead. So I'm now very, very grateful for what I went through because it's completely changed my life. It's changed my ability to understand myself and obviously now I can help others. But I still wouldn't want to wish any illness on any person. But the thing is, the body... What percent of people have chronic fatigue and are under, uh, I guess, stressors that are affecting their wellness? Well, statistics, I can't give you accurate statistics, but it's literally millions. It is millions of people around the world. And they have a what they call a millions missing day each year in America in different cities where the people who have chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and these chronic pain fatigue conditions uh, are, are, you know, go up to parliament or whatever and and saying, hey, we need some, you know, attention and help. Because the problem is at the moment is that the medical system is saying there's no cause because they're looking for a physical cause. But the cause is not physical. It's metaphysical. And metaphysical is not a woo-woo word. Meta just means beyond. So it's beyond physical. And that is the missing piece. All right. Well, I would like to take a second before we go into the exercises. How can people find you? How can they reach you? The easiest way is very easy, kimnighthealth.com, or they can search Kim Knight Health on Facebook. Well, I, I was very impressed. You give lots of value and lots of freebies for following you and staying connected. So you definitely understand uh, how to build a tribe and to really give them value. So congratulations for that. Thank you. I, I do my best. I feel like I need three of me, you know, to really do what I want to do. But <laughs> well, well, don't stress out about that. No, I'm not going to. That's why I don't do everything I'd like to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you were talking about an activity we could do, so let's let's give it a whirl. Sure. Okay. So, obviously, if people are driving, please don't do this, or, as they say, operating heavy machinery. So, I invite everybody to close their eyes, and it doesn't matter if you're sitting, lying, could be standing, but best to be sitting or lying. And close your eyes. And just take a couple of deep breaths just inside yourself. And really feel where your body is touching whatever you're sitting and lying on. So that you start to come into your body and out of the head. 
And first of all, bring your attention into the center of your head, right in the center. And then imagine that you're getting in an elevator and currently you're on the 10th floor and you're going to press the button for the 5th floor. You're going to press and go down to floor 5, which takes you into the center of your chest. And you're now in the center of your chest. 100% of your focus in the center of your chest, in your heart. And as you do that, just notice any shifts or change inside your body. Notice what changes. And then you press the button for ground level. I'm not sure if you call it ground or zero. And you go down to the bottom floor, which takes you behind your navel. And 100% of your focus is now behind your navel. And notice again what feels different inside your body. And then bring your attention, lastly, to your breathing, to your breath. You're not changing your breathing, you're just noticing it in your abdomen. And you notice how your abdomen moves in and out quite naturally as you breathe. So your focus is behind your navel, your breath is in the abdomen, and you are now literally centered in the center anatomically of your body. And this is what we call getting centered. So just notice what changes. And then slowly open the eyes. That's a great exercise. It's very simple. And one of the things that's really interesting that I've learned through my Qigong training is that we have five outer senses, so the ears, the nose, the mouth, etc., etc. Et and the problem is that most of the time in our busy Western life, we spend a lot of time using our senses, looking outwards, hearing, talking, etc. And this uses and drains a lot of energy. And so the Taoists say that we need once a day at least to bring our senses inwards to rest. And the interesting thing about our senses, and we didn't really do that in this meditation, that's another meditation that I do, is that our senses are called the children or the child senses. And they are actually the children of internal organs. So, for example, the nose is the child of the lungs and the eyes are the children of the liver and the tongue is the child of the heart. And so we bring the children's senses to be disciplined once a day by their parents. We bring them inside into the internal organs so that they reconnect. And this brings a deep feeling of peace. We bring our outer senses inside our body. And that's why in Eastern traditions, they put so much emphasis on meditation. So when you shift these energies, you're actually becoming zoned to attract what you really want in life absolutely and this is a you know because when we do these sort of meditations we're literally changing the, the brain waves and we're going into the alpha and the delta and the theta 
states. And so then you have this unexplainable connection with humanity and also the universe. Absolutely. I love it. I think I'm going to give up this stress thing. I don't think there's too many pluses to keep in it. There aren't, but it's it's what what I found, which is why I say that we have to. It's an addiction. Is that we we are so addicted. It's such a habit. It's not well for me anyway. It's not an easy one to kick the habit, as they say. Uh, we have to be quite patient. But having said that, the some of the techniques that I've trained in, they can get you into this very very calm, relaxed state, very very quickly. And what's really interesting about what we call this calm, relaxed, natural state is that it means that the mind is calm to the point that we literally have no thoughts anymore. That doesn't mean we can't operate. It's very interesting. We can still operate, but we just don't have all that monkey mind chatter. So the mind is calm, the body is relaxed, and that, in fact, is our natural state. But most people have no idea because they've hardly ever experienced it. And when I was on a Qigong retreat many years ago, I went into a very, very deep space of this calm, relaxed, natural state. And then what happened was something really amazing. And what I started to experience was a sense of liquid golden joy emanating from my heart, from an infinite supply of joy and happiness in my heart. And I recognized for the first time that this was true joy, which was based on nothing external, such as you know being happy about my friends or my job or my car or my house or my money, it was a true state of deep, deep joy, which is always inside of us. But if we're always busy and out of, out of balance, we can't actually access that natural state of happiness and joy. Like the happiness that a child has. Absolutely, yes. Until it gets so washed <laughs> through someone conditioning. That chooses, someone that chooses to have a, a, a high-performance passionate, uh, purpose-driven life, when they're zoning, they're achieving this at peace. In, a, yes. in other words, it's, it's, not, it's not a versus, it's actually just channeling the energy so that you're actually experiencing joy in having a purpose-driven life. That When you mentioned that you wish there were three of you, you were saying that because you're loving what you're doing so much, you wish you could just do more of it. Was that... Kind of the yes, I'd to, yes. I mean, I'd love to accomplish more, and also, you know, I've got to the stage to be honest where I need a PA or a VA because I'm just doing too much, you know. Um, but I still do it because I don't do the stress thing anymore. I, I don't overdo it. I don't push myself like I used to. Um, but yes, we can actually operate in a completely different way. And, for example, have you ever seen a Taoist master or a Qigong master or a meditation master who is running around completely stressed? It's very unlikely. They're always usually pretty calm and they walk slowly and they speak slowly and they're just in a completely different state inside. And, And you won't see anything different from the outside, but inside their body, they're in a completely different state. And this is, by so, the way, the evolution so, of humanity. This is where we're headed, you know, from a spiritual perspective. So what do you think about the U.S. at this point with uh, the, the leader, the new leader we have as a president? Do you think he is uh, creating a lot of the right <laughs> out- 
energies. Okay, so I'll give you, I'll give you, obviously this is only my personal opinion and everybody has their own personal opinion because we all live in our own world. But I'll share a story with you which I think is really relevant. About 20 years ago, I was on a workshop with uh, a teacher and he was talking about what he called, you know, and what I would now call the much, much bigger picture of what life is about and, you know, the life, the universe, the cosmos, the much, much bigger scheme of things. And he was sharing how that on a soul level, Hitler and Winston Churchill made a contract and they basically said, you know, if the, if push comes to shove, you know, we're going to, there's this war that's going to happen and we're going to play the nasties or one of, one's going to play the nasty and the other one's not. And, and, and then out of that, something else will come. And the way I look at it at the moment is that our world is going through a crisis you know, our humans have really done a lot of damage to the planet. We, there's no denying that with all the, um, you know, the pollution and whatever. We've done a lot of damage. And if that continues, the world will not survive at some point because it's just not possible. And so the universe, if you like, may be considering to create a, a crisis so that we can actually evolve beyond it. And I see that Trump is playing that role because... I can't believe, you know, I mean, on, on a human level, I, I, I feel personally that he has huge arrogance and, uh, and usually with arrogance goes ignorance um, and behind that actually sits a lot of fear and insecurity. But maybe on a bigger scheme, this has to happen to wake us up, to shake us up so that we finally change our ways as a, a totality. That was beautiful. I, I'm so glad you said all that because that's how I feel our our country and the world is actually reacting. They're, they're, it is out of ignorance and it's out of anti-love because uh, if, if you're loving, then you're communicating and you're attracting and you're creating peace and you're de-stressing. And there's so much unneeded stress that's uh, occurring at this time that uh, I was wondering what your opinion would be of that. I wanted you to ha- uh, have another opportunity to share how people could connect with you. Sure. And I just want to add just one thing, if I may, to the what we've just been talking about is that, you know, rather than people getting caught up in all the hype and the media and the whatever is going on on Facebook, it comes back to, I'm, I'm not going to buy into that. I'm just going to go inside and I'm going to keep myself in a peaceful state because our outer world is a, reflect, a reflection of the collective consciousness of humanity. You know, that is what it is. People don't realize it, but our outer world is a reflection of our internal consciousness as a collective. So the more we go inside and one by one we change ourselves, which is all about self-responsibility and self-mastery, and that is what will change the world. We change it from the inside out. What's a quote uh, that you live by? Well, the one that I said before, actually, um, actually, I'll give you another one. Well, because I said that, you know, all truth passes through three, three stages, but I love Rumi and I love Rumi's quote, out beyond all ideas of right and wrongdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. Wonderful. Well, Andrea, I'm, I owe you an apology, but I also owe you a big compliment. The, the time went like a snap and I think the 11 minutes and 46 seconds we uh, spent with Livia um, obviously complimented the show, but it also 
didn't give us that lovely round of questions we typically do. So I wanted to thank you for uh, arranging such a great show with great guests. And Kim Knight, you are a beautiful soul, and um, you've really impacted me. And I, I can't thank you enough for what you brought to this show. And, I, and when the listeners actually experience just the exercise and they follow you, I think you've really done a ripple effect. Go ahead, Andrea. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Well, so do we have two minutes to do the round robin or no? No, we we have 30 seconds or less. So I want to actually, we are we're under 30 seconds. So I want to say thank you to you, Andrea. And I want to thank you, Kim Knight. You have uh, really brought a wonderful show to us. And I want to have you back again. I, I certainly want to get your books and materials and, and share them. I think that's my responsibility as, as a person who wants to be a leader in the uh, in the zone you speak of where you're most effective. So you've been amplified, and I look forward to not only connecting with you, but uh, supporting your mission to de-stress the world. Thank you, Ken. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you, Andrea. Of course, All right. Kim. Have a wonderful night. We'll talk again. Okay. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.